Yo, yo, yo. So, today, the Catnip Crew Cannabis Society's Nip at Night podcast turned one year old. One year old. That was one year. One year, three seasons, over 30 episodes, 13 different countries around the world, and a whole bunch of new friends. Winning! (laughs) So let's just take a walk back from when we started. How did it all come to happen? Well, we had already started the Catnip Crew Cannabis Society, and we decided that the podcast would serve two purposes. One, to tell a story. Two, to advocate. I'm going to start this episode by giving our shots out. We would have significantly less music without our producer, Tribe Vegas. Tribe Vegas made it possible for some of his artists to be spotlighted on our shows. We had music by Tribe Casino, and we had music from Chai Towns, No Limit, Gino. We've also met some really cool organizations along the way who helped us advocate. Um, We spread their word on this podcast as well. We have Philadelphia, um, Philly Normal, Rob, Cherise, Angie, Jen, Dan, Todd, Reed, Foster. You guys, y'all make this happen too. CDM Law, I have a special love for you guys. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hey, Boricua Princess. And we have our best damn buds. Adam, what's up? <laughs> um, then we have uh, our back pockets. Guys, I won't shot you. I won't shoot you out personally, but you guys know who you are. Thank you for making sure we have product. Um, we also want to thank others that make sure we have product. We have Lifted, Craze, and Ciara. Thank you for making sure we have product. <laughs> um, Best Damn Buds, they always make sure we have product. Thanks, Adam. Um, we have to thank um, our policymaker, um, Mr. Hunter Brooks. And we want to thank our mastermind group. What's up, Janie? <laughs> Always has the best, the best advice, the best counsel. Definitely one of the Catnip Crew's favorite people. Um, so let's get into it. Wait, first, we 
we definitely have to thank our crew. Our crew, 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 crew. So we're going to start at the beginning. I definitely have to give thanks to the goddess Kalima. I would not have been able to do this without you. Um, you um, Amnesia Hayes uh, One Puff Tokemon Trainwreck Freya The Goddess Ceres the goddess of Shara. Yeah, y'all made, you know, dreams come true every week, you know. So, we're going to take a walk back and just capture some of the funnier moments from, um, from season one. So, to kick this off, remember that one time we talked about potential? Well... It was Lady Zah, the goddess Kalima, and myself. And it went a little something like this. And just for the record, I like how you slid that in there. But just for the record, and I'm standing on this hill all day, every day. The reason why that shit triggered me so much when you decided to talk about this idea uh-huh. is because potential, literally to me, means ain't did shit yet. And then we had Trainwreck's perspective, which went like this. How does that tie in with the whole potential thing? The whole potential thing is, like I said, um, you got some that falls in love, we know, with potential. But it don't never last because the adaptation um, of them never leads up to It never what they manifests want. itself, right. Right. It never get to that level. I'm gonna get back to that part where you say women um, are better at it. <laughs> they are. Would you say we the real players? Yeah. The thing about it is, the thing about it is, yeah, we get we take our caps off to y'all because y'all play the game better than us. Ooh. And y'all more devious than us. Okay, are we talking about women or? <laughs> yeah, women. Shit, women. <laughs> but the thing about it is, you got good women and you got bad women, and you got women that been hurt. Mm-hmm. And all they doing is try to take out revenge on men. on the people that, the men that hurt them in their lives. 
So basically, they don't trust men. Had to take it after that one. <laughs> I guess what I'm really trying to say, see, is okay. Have you had any any examples or any experience with you know you running into somebody and you think they're somebody else, you know, and you fall for them, and then you realize. And this person is never going to be the person that I anticipated them being. Like, do you, you know, have examples personally going into situations knowing that, you know, or thinking that you could fix something or eventually this person will grow into who you anticipate them being? Yeah. Um, like, all right. I had this one person that I dated that that was an older person and she you know thought that she was you know high mighty can't be touched or nothing like that oh she was a diva within her own right <laughs> yeah and the thing about it she was a correctional officer oh so, you know, that power struggle. Uh, it was a, she, she was a good person. So, wait, so are you saying she dated you because you, she thought you had a, the potential to be something more than, like, did she try to change you or, like, did she think that you were somebody or did you you know, fall in love uh, with... She tried to change me. Oh, shit. Uh, what you say? That ain't happening. No. <laughs> my name my is Trainwreck. I make my own wreck. Say no. My name is Trainwreck, and I'm living up to it. I'm living up to it. I'm living up to it. Yeah, yeah and the thing about it is... She, she, she had a whole bunch of problems with herself. Her mother just passed. Um, her brother was killed. Um, but she thought people owed her because her brother and her mother passed. So she was like, oh, um, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I said, well, you know, I'm not obligated to do what you want me to do. You can ask me, can I help you? Because you didn't know how to do it. But I'm not going to do it because you told me to do it. Yeah, what would you say? Now I'm not going to do it. It's all the way that So wait, so the, so what I'm getting is is it that you didn't love her enough to wanna like level up, level up, level up, level up? Or was it just that you couldn't be the person that she wanted you to be? I couldn't be that nature and person that she needed for. 
And because her brother, her mom always was there for her. Right. And if any drop of a dime, she can call them at any time. And yes, stop what they're doing, leave work and everything else. And go see what's her problem. But I was not that person. If I'm working, I have to finish my job. That was my livelihood at that time. Right. And I was, you know, um, how you say, I was lead carpenter. So I had to make sure everybody did their job. Yeah. And that's the reason why that didn't work. So would you say now, you know, um, since, you know, you're dating somebody new, and would you say you've evolved since then? Like, do you think, you know... Wait, I did, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I can't hear you. Yes, I involved a lot. Um, I took in considering uh, a lot of things, you know, in a, in a relationship. And a relationship is two, not just one. You know, you have to communicate with that know what they're doing and what their motives is right so what I'm hearing is that it took the right person to want you to elevate right and you just were not at you, you weren't at that point with I wasn't at that stage at that time with that person mm-hmm wow that's deep And what about that time we talked about sex and the effects cannabis had on sex? Well, this is what we got from that. Honestly, I wouldn't say that it make much of a difference. It just makes women more laid back when they do smoke it or whatever. I mean, I've had encounters with some women where it's though it would make them a little more freakier. But sometimes they want to have sex too long and too much, and it's, it becomes a nuisance for me. You know what I mean? I like to get mines, let you get yours off, then I get mines, and then, you know, I roll over and go to sleep. I ain't got time to be all here trying to be in the sex Olympics, you know what I mean? But um, other than that, I mean, when I, when, every time I smoke, like, I don't smoke as much, but when I smoke, it don't put me in a area where I want to be uh, having sex or nothing like that. I don't get like in a sexual mood. I would pretty much just, you know, be more laid back, watching TV, having good conversation or stuff. I like to just mellow out. Because I'm a laid back person. But as far as, you know, <clears throat> women are But as far as women are concerned, you know what I mean? I don't necessarily notice the difference in the sex. It's just the difference in the demeanor. You know what I mean? They were, they like the vibe. So, you know, when they smoke, you know what I mean? They, they, they more laid back and, you 
know, we laugh and joke and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, it didn't make anything better for me. Or I, I, would, I wouldn't know the answer to know if it was better for them. I mean, most of them, if I do have conversations with them, they say when they get high, it makes sex so much better, intensifies it or whatever. But me, I wouldn't know anything about it, you know? I, I don't really notice a difference. I just know that they be a lot more laid back and I do most of the work. That's just about it. We really had some crazy listeners. <laughs> what a... What a... What a... With, with, with various worldviews. So, um, we definitely thank you for that. And... Another one of our favorite episodes uh, was the Cannabis and Music, where everyone had their share in creating a playlist using their favorite songs that they smoke catnip to. So, these were some of the top Catnip Crew songs. Um, y'all hear this? Guess who picked this song? Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't stand y'all. <laughs> Train wreck. Yo, this shit, this some, this some sleepy time tea kind of music. (laughs) No, then you get a part where it wakes you up, like, yo, bitch, no, don't fall asleep. I finished. <laughs> oh my god! But do you feel like how happy everybody is right now? Listening to music and smoking, we like, yo, this is a whole fucking vibe, yo. Right. This is self-explanatory right here. Yeah. I have a happy life. 
Here's another train wreck. I meant here's train wreck's other song. Oops. <laughs> oh, I want a moonwalk. Interested in like, um, wait, hold up, hold up. Why did you choose that song? I'm nosy. Why I choose that song? Because I like that song. Oh, and that song popped in my head. Oh man, well, here it is. I was just thinking we had to pick weed songs. <laughs> 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 And after all of the candid conversations that we had, where we posed them to you from a blitz perspective, we realized that our calling was a little bit higher. And in in season two, we dedicated a large portion of our episodes to cannabis advocacy <laughs> bit like a firecracker <laughs> advocacy and 
forgot what I was going to say. But anyway, yeah, so that went a little bit like this. Hey, Philly, this is your goddess, Gaia. Listen, I know a lot of you have seen a flyer that is going around. Um, I did send that out. So with the realization that we may not receive legalization for cannabis until they switch governors, the Catnip Crew, Cannabis Society, has collaborated with Philly Normal to ask city lawmakers for homegrown expungements and to protect Philadelphia from MSOs. Now, in case you are not really familiar with what MSOs are, MS MSOs are your weed Walmarts. Picture Walmart. Now picture a weed Walmart. Let's be real. We love weed. We smoke it. We drink it. We cook with it. Some of, some of us even make our livings, you know, around it. And more importantly, it's how a lot of us heal. So I wanted to address the um, meeting that we had the other night with Rob. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I think that we came to a conclusion as, as a society that we are going to um, come up with a letter. We're going to put postings out. <clears throat> We're going to do what we need to do to get our point across. Um, and what we're realistically saying is we may not see legalization for two years until they change, you know, the governor, but if we take baby steps now, you know, homegrown, yes, you know what I'm saying? Like there are people out there that are literally suffering. I'm talking about the people with like ADHD, PTSD and all of the rest of those, you know, acronyms. And, you know, just to go into a dispensary after paying, you know, city tax, state tax, you know what I'm saying? Fed tech, like, oh, I get mine from the county. I didn't even know I was paying taxes on the joint. And but I paid like. the actual cannabis tax, too. And it's just like, you know, so. Wait, you were paying it didn't know it was a, a it was all So you know most of the time like this is stupid. Like go you know, go go incriminate people who are doing worse crimes. All we're doing is just trying to feel better. All we trying to do is just get through the day. All we're trying to do is just deal with our fucking kids. All we all we trying to do is just be able to focus on 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 being whole people. So that's my take on it. Child, we ruffled some feathers. Mm, 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 mm. 
And even though we weren't successful in getting homegrown in the state of Pennsylvania, our fight continues. But so did the podcast. Y'all remember that one time the goddess Kalima <laughs> challenged my aromanticism? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Here's a flashback to that conversation. <laughs> Whatever. Girl, it ain't that. Like it ain't. All right, that. all right, all right. I'm not saying my I'm bad boy. If I fuck it up for you, cause now she going. My I'm bad boy. If I fuck it up with you, cause now she going run, and it's cool. Um, <laughs> yo, we never hear about that. <laughs> 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 my bad. I'm speaking too soon. Yeah. Shit, I'm wait, probably fucking it up for you. She just let it there. You want to say you'll never talk about it again? <laughs> that should have never been a thing again. Talk about it again. This motherfucker about to disappear. <laughs> it's good night. It's cool. Whatever. My bad. My bad, sir. I don't even know you to be fucking your life up like this. But yeah, but no, because he always his friendship is so endearing. Exactly, and it's not about sex, right? Right, which takes it off the table of everything else that you said about your connections with it. No, I still want to. No, I I want to fuck that nigga right there. I know you do, but that's not all it is though. Look, that's all it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, all right, see, see, all right, whatever, whatever. Like, I feel like I feel like you borderline like proving my case, and that's cool. Um, and I'm I'm gonna let it I'm gonna let it I'm gonna let it rock right there. I'm gonna let it rock right there. Um, I don't think like I think that it's a. I think you're right. It is a sincere feeling. I I, I didn't think like you know watching you know, just chilling, you know, with somebody would make that, like, intimate. But now that I know that... (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. No. No, no, no. Now that I know that, uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I think it's also important, too, though, to recognize that over time, our definitions and views of ourselves based off of more information that we get might change. Right. I spoke, I spoke before, like, I, I mean, I've shared that story um, about me and, and kind of like the person that, you know, bought some like kind of new light to my eyes, like at a very, very young, as far as far as I'm concerned, it was a very young age. Um, but like I said, in, in kind of like the descriptor, I never really paid that shit no attention until it was dead smack in my face, like, oh, snap. So, like, without getting, like, back through it again, like, I, you know, I mentioned, you know what I mean, being at work or whatever and meeting um, this, you know, this chick or whatever that was, like, super cool, super dope or whatever. And I feel like I, I make, like, friendships pretty easily. I connect with people pretty easily. Um, so, in my mind, is that, right? Like, I'm like, she cool as shit, all right? One of the things I didn't say in the little clip, uh, John, is that she actually taught me how to drive. Um. So she was like, like I said, super cool to me or whatever. A little bit older than me or whatever. Um, but she identified as lesbian. And as soon as I heard that shit, like young me was like, get the fuck out of here! I ain't gay. Like you got me all the way chopped. I don't even want like really fuck with you like that because I don't want you to think I'm gay. 
which in my opinion is a very immature perspective because the same way I look at different men and be like, no, 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 fuck no. In the same way they look and be like, you know what I mean? No, that's not my shit or I like that or I don't like that or whatever. Um, but again, I, you know, young girl, young mind. It is it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in case you guys are tuning in late, I'm dead. we have a little <laughs> thing going on. Every time one of the hosts say scandalous or scandalo, <laughs> you have to take a puff. Lord. So, um, puff up. <laughs> so, um, um, and, um, boy, do I got shit to tell her. Uh. Girl, mm, 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 mm. that is a total another podcast, and I know y'all want the tea on that. I do agree with not being put in the box. So it, I just think that we are who we are with whoever we see fit. So mm-hmm. I may feel this way with you, but I'm not going to feel this way. I mean, you may be pure enough to bless. Like I have this rule. I probably mentioned it before. I know I've said it to Gaia. If I'm, we're not together. Whatever I say during the act of stays here. It don't mean nothing once we stop. Mm. Unless we mm. had an agreement. If I told you I want this every day, all I'm saying, I just want to fuck you every day. That's it. Then you can go <laughs> home. Come over for five minutes, 20 minutes, hour, however we do, and get the fuck out of my house, and I'll see you next time I call you over. <laughs> Yo, he got to have a big, wide, like, dick, too. Like, a mouth <laughs> like... I like to suck dick, and like if you got like an Oscar Mayer wiener, let like, me eat some more of this goddamn edible, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this the the OnlyFans version of the cat? This? Come on now, everybody. It's dark. Dick. I know it's after dark, but God, damn, how dark this is, is the it? After after dark. Let me just look look the what you say the after after yeah look look where we tell you how no. We did go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get back to that part where you say women um, are better at it. (laughs) They are. What'd you say? We the real players? Yeah. The thing about it is, is, yeah, we we take our caps off to y'all because y'all play the game better than us. Ooh. And y'all more devious than us. Okay, are we talking about women or? <laughs> yeah, women. Shut up. Shit, women. <laughs> but the thing about it is, you got good women and you got bad women, and you got women that been hurt. Mm-hmm. And did he just use violence? Hola, hola, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, 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 we can't play now. Mm. <laughs> and there was that time where the John stole Bob. Damn, you stole Bob, though. Like, we gathered here today to say goodbye to Bob. <laughs> the only operated oh, he was called El Chapo <laughs> oh, oh El Chapo is that an acronym or is it just straight El Chapo El Chapo <laughs> 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 but, um. 
Damn, even when I say his name, it just makes me feel like, mm, but he dead, fucking bitch. You want I, like yo? I really feel like this is a breakup. I'm you like I'm used to rolling over to it in the middle of the night. Yo, Ugh. wait. Oh, I got my, my my sis told me she got mad. She was in, in her room on her own, having her own good time. And she got mad as shit when her husband walked in on her. Why didn't he join her? That, that would have been dope. That would have been hot. But she didn't want that. She wanted her time. Yeah, and she mm. wanted her like, way. Because we moment. know our own spot. As well as we know our spots. <laughs> We you gotta to, do it like, together. I to know how to get a quickie in with myself. That's fun though. Like, it together. They have a little threesome. Mm-hmm. Me, you, and Bob, baby. Who <laughs> <laughs> the? Let me. So, so let me see. Your little friend's name is Bob, right? <laughs> no, that's just the name of that's the that's the general. That's like battery John operated Doug. boyfriend. Boyfriend. That's the slight John Doe acronym. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need sound effects. <laughs> when I'm doing like, <laughs> my head just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be tonight's episode. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> Don <Dying> Bob, <laughs> R.I.P. B.O.B. Yeah, be R.I.P. But. All right, we formed the cat. The I'm sorry, the catnip crew, the Keith crew, and we have Doja, and we have Sensei, who is not with us today, but will be there next week. And we look forward to everybody, like you know, meeting them, giving them love, the same love that you guys give to us, and. Is there anything you want to tell us about you, Doja? Okay, so I'm Lady Doja. As you know, I'm over 21. Mm-hmm. And I basically live near the North Pole. Santa, oh. baby. <laughs> <laughs> How is the weather going to be right now? Because I know I see snowy, baby. It's snowing right we now. We are in the negative 12 right now. Oh, oh my no. God. So, wait. I want because I'm curious because do you live close enough to where you have the six months of light or six months or in six months of darkness or it's just regular oh, yeah. rain day? Yeah, like during summertime, the sun will stay up until like one thirty in the morning. Crew, go ahead. Yup, and winter time is like around like three thirty in the afternoon. That's when we get dark. Wow. So how do you like? How do you function with it? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess because you're used to it. Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, because I know my husband works at night, so I don't see how he can sleep during the day. Me, I need total blackness so I can sleep and just get some, <laughs> you, you know, some covers, you know, and, and stuff like that. How the blackout like, curtains? Yes, <laughs> I mean, we you had know, to get used to it. It was, it was bad. It was bad. But you know, it's like the sun's still out. You think it's like still morning and daytime. So okay. So how long have y'all been there? 
So people don't think I'm just saying bomb. I'm trying to say because I'm high and it's fun to say bomb. 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 Yo, that's the night. That, that <laughs> that's the word for the night. Bomb. 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 <laughs> so anyway, well, it was nice having you here today. You know, we trying to let. You know, everybody, you know, meet some of the members and, um, you know, get comfortable with us. At least our voices. I, you know, a lot of us don't, you know, still don't want to be known or seen. I don't have a choice. So, um, thank you. And thank you for your knowledge on that because you would know more about topicals than I would, honestly because of where you know because of the industry that you're in so and i know we pretty much stay focused on the vapes the flower the vapes the flower the you know the bomb (laughs) um so it was you know kind of refreshing talking about a different form of you know taking catnip um so yeah so thank you so much and we look forward to you blessing our presence again to Kimon. Awesome. Thank you guys. All right, thank you too. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> what about that one time we all just said fuck our kids? <laughs>
uh, here's what happened. Hey, crew fans. I have a surprise for you tonight. Our goddess Freya makes her first debut on Nip at Night Disgusting. What do they want from us now? This is the parental sound off. <laughs> Children just don't understand. So join with the crew, Amnesia Hayes, Lady Doja, Grim Reefer, the goddess Pathia, the goddess Gaia, and our host, the goddess Freya. And what we translate into... Fuck them kids. Mm, mm, mm. Not really, but it feels like it's so much. You, you know, you know, sometimes they, I don't get some of these kids, man. They, they want everything and, and expect to do nothing for it. I don't understand that, man. When I came up, you had to work for everything, man. You wanted, man. An extra cup of juice. You had to work for it. An extra cup of juice? You wasn't just given to us just freely. You had to show your worth. <laughs> this is the times of entitlement. <laughs> to replay this message, I mean, but what do you think? Like, it, it, like what? Tell, tell me your point of view. <laughs> My point of view. Yeah. Oh. Let's go ahead. Give it. I mean, be raw with it. Everybody else was raw. Like, what can you do for me? You know, they expect they, they're entitled to everything. <laughs> and it's like, see, like, if, if you can't jump for them, then you're on your own. Uh. Well, some kids are like that. Well, apparently, guys. from the consensus of parents that I've heard from this evening, the men are, you guys are more like, you know, like Amnesia Hayes, you know, his thing was, where is this entitlement coming from? He was like, like he said, you know, he was like, back in our day, we had to, we had to earn a cup of, you know, we had to earn a cup of juice. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like, 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 like I tell my kids, when I was growing up, not like going to school, getting the school year. My mom bought me five pair of pants Monday through Friday. I got a pair. Of, I got a pair of new sneakers. They're Bobos. They're in the big. When you go to you go to Kelly's Corner, go shopping. They made your feet feel fine. <laughs> got some Bobos. They cost a dollar ninety nine. <laughs> I told kids like that. They got ten pair of Jordans. That's a shoe. I, I, when I was growing up, I had I had three three pair of shoes. I had. My church shoes, my good sneakers to wear to school, then my bobo like they run around and play in. And my mama, my school clothes and your play clothes. And I had like five pair of pants for the whole year. 
you got a hole in them, just get patches and patch up your own pants. You no, know, get iron on the patches. We could call them reinforcement patches. It's funny, like we just get, we just get like, like tees. You got holes in your pants. Oh, you got holes in your pants. Your mom can't buy you no clothes. <laughs> now they, now they buy jeans with holes in them. Like, man, ripped up some jeans. <laughs> like the materialistic part because I think as women we're more on the like you know you guys don't know how to talk to us you know you're like essentially abusing us and then telling us we abused you like (laughs) and they don't know how taxing it is on our emotions you know, to see them go through certain things after we told them not to, you know, and for them to come back and want us to help fix the mess they got into. Right. Like, so, like, and and, and then in their anger and their hurt, they lash out at us like, we did it. It's your fault I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah, with you, yo. Uh, kids nowadays, they, I know the way some kids talk to the parents, I said, man, I would have got murdered. My mom would have just, she was like, that, she would just beat me to death and like, okay, I'm going to start all over. <laughs> Like, this boy got a demon. I'm going to beat the demon out of him. No, no. Back in the day. No, back in the day. Grim, you couldn't even, like, you couldn't even look at your mom like you wanted to say something smart. These days, these children stand up to you like they gave birth to you. See, I told you, my mom told me one time, I, I just scripted something. <laughs> you said, what's something? I did something that, that, that really... 
got her upset because she jumped up talking about, don't you ever do that again, I, I kill you. <laughs> and she, she's like, I might go to jail, but you're going to be dead. And I was like, ooh, don't you ever do that to me again. So just, uh, and she meant it. Cause my mother was a type, when we went to the store, most of like me and my cousin, mm-hmm. Force was okay, yeah, I got my purse, got my car keys, yeah, I got my sunglasses. Oh yeah, I gotta get my belt. I gotta get that no, they called it a strap, remember? Gotta go get that strap. But she I mean, she she'll walk around with the with it around her neck. Yeah. And she was just uh, I got I got beat in the store, out the store. <laughs> That's like, I was up, I was coming in school one time in first grade. And I guess the teacher called, called mom. She came up to the school with that strap. Went in and asked the teacher if she could use a coat room. Took me in a coat room and beat me in the school. I was like, how was Yo, why do I, I remember that, though? Like, that's fucked up. Like, I remember that. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then after she beat me. But wait, here's the ironic part. They say we're abusive. Like, if we beat them or we call, you know... Like, oh, don't call him a name. Oh, my God. Like, oh, you're abusive. You abused me. Like, oh. I'm like, I'll show you some abuse. <laughs> they never got beat through a three-story house with an extension cord by the grandmother either. Uh, uh, hello? From the first floor up to the third floor, back down up to the first floor and running out the house. Yo, low key, one of my kids did run out the house one time. Like, I mean, I wasn't even running after him. That was the sad part. <laughs> I was not running after him. But if you if you let some children tell a story, they were abused, and they grew up to be great kids. You know what I'm saying? They grew up to be great kids with great education, great you know personalities. But do they do fucked up shit and it's like, okay, I fuck this up and I'm gonna put it on your plate. You gotta deal with it too because we family. It's we're family when you fuck up, but when I fuck up, well, you gotta deal with it on your own. Mm-hmm. Damn, good insight though. <laughs> like. Yeah, kids, like, you try to tell them, like, the things they need to do, the way they need to go, but saying they want to do the opposite of what you tell them, and things don't work out, then they come back home, and then you try to do, like, a reset, like, okay, you stay home for a while, and, 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 and then you try to, like, help them out, like, okay, hey, um, you get a good job, no, you need to go to do this training here, or go do that there, but they don't want to do either one, and, and then they complain about, oh, I, I can't get a good job, or, Right, and they cut my hours, and and so well, shoot, if you can go do this training and get some certification. They have to pay you more because you got the certification, but they don't want to do that. They they that's like I don't understand. It's like they're saying this much like like lazy. They they don't want to do anything. They want you to take care of them. Yeah. Do you find it taxing? Like oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have one room. I've been trying to turn into a study for the past. Like three or four years now, like one move out, okay, good, I got a room. And then 
next day they're coming back then so i kind of set up like a guest room because they like like i don't i don't know who's going coming back this time so they they like in and out so i said i can't even set my house where i want to i gotta keep a spare room open just in case you know they come back they have a place to go all right so <clears throat> let me ask you another question because and you can tell me no because um this is like your personal business or whatever but like how does that affect you mentally like you know knowing that you know you guys are older now you have older children and you know you guys aren't getting any younger and it's like it's just like a continuous cycle so like like does it does it does it affect your like your mental at all or your like mentality you know um we one of the things that we talked on were was about like some of um the issues that they went through with mates and stuff like that like and how our children don't understand that you know when you're going through this or you're going through divorce or you're going through that or you're doing what you want to do. We go through it too. Yeah. And it's hard. And then on top of that, you lashing out at us. Yeah, and like sometimes it make me second guess myself. Like, like what I do wrong. Like what I done better to help them out to prepare them. And it makes you feel like, 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 like as a parent, like you, you failing them because you're supposed to be teaching them, uh, help guide them, if, like, the, for like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we get our children and they want to be combative. They they, they want to argue with us, you know, because they feel like we're unjust. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to live your best life, fuck it up, and then throw everything on your parents. Like, you know, we did it. No, we didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, you fuck up and then you 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 fuck up and then you know as parents, our God given responsibility is to continue to educate our children. That's our lifelong process. Once you decide that you're gonna have a child, that is a a whole God given responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And let's just start there. Okay. God gave us an order to train you guys in the way. And y'all fight us tooth and nail about everything in our homes. You, 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 you deplete all your resources because you're irresponsible. And then you come and then dump them on us and they get mad at us when you know, it just doesn't fit into our timeline. And I think, mm -hmm. for me, that's the thing. It's like, how how much are you going to, like, really take from me before you realize that you're not replenishing my energy? You're not replenishing, you know, how I feel. I'm, I'm the one with the cup that's always just being poured into, poured into, poured into, but then when I'm overflowing, there's not a cup for me. Mm-hmm. And because we're parents, we have this obligatory 
feeling like, you know, we're obligated, you know, to, to help our children, but we're, but, but, but you're grown. These are grown people. You get in trouble and then you want us to take care. Okay, so we have a therapist, a doctor, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> we were accepting questions. So one of our founders, One Puff, has a question, and his questions were, number one, how much does borderline personality disorder affect one's parenting? And the second was, what diseases are similar to BPD? So, borderline personality disorder, or BPD, um, is a mood disorder, but it is not the same as bipolar. Um, bipolar, they go through mood swings, and there's a time of stableness in between um, the episodes. Whereas BPD, there really is no time between episodes. It's constant instability, unstableness, um, a feeling of constant emptiness and loneliness, despair. Um, it's very difficult to, quote-unquote, still avoid um, because it's constantly empty. And no matter you know who is in their life or what is going on, it's very hard to fill that. So that is um, one of the basic differences between the two. And with borderline personality disorder, it's very difficult um, as a parent to be a supportive, positive, and effective parent um, when you are suffering with such a diagnosis. It's, it's difficult to um, be you know, a motivation for your children. And there's research out here that states that children especially between the ages of four and seven um, that have parents with uh, borderline personality disorder, suffer from intense fear, anxiety, um, loneliness, um, inability to trust. Um, a lot of women, um, especially, um, who are diagnosed with borderline personality disorder um, have a hard time even gaining custody of their children because uh, scientists, well, psychologists, we already know that there is no um, downtime per se. There is no median where, you know, things are going to get good and with medication, you know, we can level it and regulate it and they can have better moods. Um, there really is nothing for borderline personality disorder right now. Um, just the fact that we know about it, we're aware of it. Um, we try to provide counseling. But when it comes to medication, it's like you, you don't know if to give an upper. You don't know if to always give a downer. Um, and sometimes those cocktails can be very dangerous when you're constantly mixing them. So it becomes um, very difficult to parent because uh, they can be very erratic, um, irritable, and just inconsistent with, with love and support for their children. So illness is similar to um, BPD would be bipolar. Um, like I said, which is similar when it comes to mood disorders um, because it does affect the mood. But you also have um, PTSD because anytime a person with BPD is put into a severe, stressful um, situation, it's like they relapse. So even with therapy, um, they can relapse into episodes um, which are more intense than like manic depression because uh, depression is also a part of it as well. Um, so you have the PTSD. And then you also have... Um, anti-social uh, disorders because um, a lot of times when you suffer from BPD you do not want to be bothered 
um, even with your own children, your own spouse, your own family, friends, um, there's a time when, you know, they already feel alone. Like I said, no matter who's with them, it's just an emptiness feeling. Um, it's a void that it's difficult to fill. Um, so they prefer to be alone, um, alone with their thoughts because they know they're about to be irrational. Um, some people who, who know when they're getting ready to have those severe episodes, because having BPD, you can be um, in control. Um, you really have to go through intense therapy and constantly um, try to regulate your emotions. But for the most part, those who do try to regulate have moments where they just want to be completely left alone um, because they know they're going to have a rational thought. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they may have, you know, suicidal ideations and... You know, people think that when most cases, oh, you should be surrounded by, you know, those that you love or, or never be alone. When a lot of times it's you just need the total awesome. opposite. Sometimes they need um, to be alone. Um, and then with the antisocial aspect of it, excuse me, um, they have that fear and anxiety. They don't want to be, um, they don't want to be put down. They also don't want to be abandoned, so they fear that if they get too close to a person, they automatically assume the worst in every situation. So everything is always negative um, when they look at it, so they're always going to have um, that as well. So it's similar to antisocial um, personality disorder. So there are similar disorders um, that deal with mood, um, but they're not completely the same. They have overlapping um, qualities, but they're not um, one and the same. So like I said... Um, Usually the one that people uh, misconstrue BPD with is bipolar. But um, as I previously mentioned, with bipolar disorder, there are moments when it's um, controlled, whereas with BPD, um, it's very minimal. It takes a lot to, I guess you could say, control it. Um, Because like I said, you can control it. It's just more difficult, um, and it takes a lot of work, whereas Mm -hmm. bipolar, you know, you go up. You go down, and then you just you have a moment of levelness, and it's a lot longer than a person with BPD. CBD, and I also want to mention CBN, because CBN helps me sleep as well. But cannabis definitely, first of all, it helps my physical issues for, you know, eating and such. But as far as mental health goes, cannabis definitely helps my anxiety, for one, and it also helps my mood. I've never smoked and, you know, been depressed after. It actually, you know, it usually boosts my mood mm-hmm. to where I want to do things and am motivated to accomplish things and whatnot. Now, CBD helps my anxiety very much so, and CBN actually is very good for anxiety as well. And also, I use CBD and CBN gummies for sleep because I actually, I do suffer from insomnia as well, and those are miracle workers as far as insomnia and going to sleep in a natural way goes. But yeah, cannabis all around makes me physically and mentally feel so much better, and like I said, get things accomplished. Um, happy, smiling, giggly, etc. So it definitely has never had a bad effect per se on my mental health and especially my physical health. Right. Freya. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, and you? 
I'm well. We have our new goddess on here, Siva. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Siva. How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> How are you, Freya? I'm good. And you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. She's from our chapter. Good. Uh, Freya's from Alaska chapter. Oh, nice. How How is it out there right now? Right now it's raining and it's kind of cold, but it's okay. As long as it's not snow, so I'm good. Well, I <laughs> love the snow. I like rolling around in the snow. Oh, I, I'm so sick of snow. You don't like snow? No. Wow. Especially. Go ahead. No, where I used to live, I used to live in the northwest section of Philadelphia, and they would barely plow our street. It was a nightmare trying to get out, especially when we had snowstorms. Oh, hey, wow. Shout- <laughs> hey. Monty right there. <laughs> Hi. We just waiting for one more person. <laughs> That's we 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 gonna we just gonna call her we gonna call her uh guest auntie. <laughs> hey, what's silly QB? <laughs> She's our guest. So I've been kind of like, <laughs> you know, just embracing the whole, you know, borderline personality thing. You know, trying to grow and trying to you know deal with things that I can change, but then. Bam! Out of nowhere, I felt like somebody threw a bucket of water on me, and I was crazy. So I'm like, either I'm having a really bad, you know what, Grim? I hear you over there. Um, so I'm sitting there like for weeks, like I don't understand what's going on. I'm like choosing violence, and. You know, like, you know, when I would smoke marijuana, like, I would be chilling out, like, you know, QB and Auntie, you know, we all sat out yesterday. We laughed so much that, like, I, I didn't even know what we were laughing at after a while, but it was just funny that we laughed so hard, you know? And my moods had been fluctuating, like, more than normal. Like, and I straight up just tell people I just don't like y'all no more. I don't like y'all. Like, leave me alone, you know? So it 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 it, no, it all boils down to I am in full menopause, and none nobody told me nothing. Y'all all let me walk into this blindsidedly. It was like, "Happy birthday to you!" Like I'm 50 years old. Boom, bitch, menopause. Yeah, y'all silent. So <laughs> yeah. I've been, huh? Yeah, I'm silent. I'm sorry. No, because like it took okay, so I call Freya up and I'm like, why do I feel like this? Like, am I gonna like I'm I'm cussing look, I'm cussing my kids out, you know. And guys, just a quick um FYI. Um the Grim Reaper and the goddess Freya are united in um matrimony, they're one. So, um, this is why, (laughs) this is so funny. So just, you know, just enjoy their point of view and perspective. Okay, menopause. What do I think about it? Well, 
from my experience, which is quite lengthy, I have noticed that women are probably certifiable temporarily insane at that time in their life and they probably could get away with murder. <laughs> what they probably should do once women get that age menopause, send them to club med, club fed, whatever <laughs> so they can deal with the issues. Give them like nice place to go to get like massages and get hair and nails and get pedicures and manicures and and be like a beach resort where they can go relax, and sip on my ties. That way they can go get that out of the system, that menopause stuff, and then make sure they have room that has. Both air conditioner and heat because they go through that flash, that heat flash, cold flash. We turn the thermostat up and down, up and down. Like it's, a, that's, like it's an elevator. And the mood swings. Yeah, send the club med or whatever. That way I won't be around when they hit the mood swings. They just be swinging off the, the chandeliers from the, from the ceiling. And make a phone call, talk to them every once in a while, just make sure they okay and they know I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for that menopause period, have them go somewhere like, you know how you, people go to, uh, I guess, call mental institution. Psychiatric <laughs> place or whatever. And we, you know, people go there, talk their feelings out and, <laughs> and have professional staff there to help them out and a place like that where they get jello and fucking some place where they can deal with the menopause have like psychiatrists there and counselors <laughs> they can talk to and they can hug on a teddy bear or, or a heart or whatever stuffed animal that they feel comfortable with or and that way they can express their feelings and go through the crying phase and and I hate you phase and I don't need you no more phase and I miss you phase and and when they get done with all that and they come home and be like a new person. That's what I think about menopause. What'd you say? She tried to kill you. I'm, t- I'm I got you now. And remember not to say nobody's name. <laughs> go ahead. So was it like different? Like, like, so it was a mood change. Oh, yeah, mood change, everything changed. Shut up. What? Like, like last week, she made me, um, made dinner, she made these vegetables up and gave it to me. And tastes like she, like, got daggone salt. And it got the just turned the whole thing up, like, put it after the window. I was like, damn, I ate it, and I went, like, be mean. It's like, damn. <laughs> and I tasted it, it tastes okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be nice about it. So I said, it tastes too, it tastes all right here. You, you, you do taste it. And it tastes, ooh, I put too much salt in there. It's a little bit. I'm trying to be nice about it. So. Wait. 
to the dog room. Now, she, he was doing her a favor, his mother a favor. Well, he came back, and I don't know how the dog was cut, but she said that we was cut wrong, and she instantly grabbed the butcher knife and was chased, chased him for two blocks. He said, she, she crazy. She chased me for two whole blocks. Talk about, I got the dog cut wrong. I said, well, Tina, that's not his fault. I said, when they cut the, when they, when they groom the dog, you sit in the waiting room. She chased him down the whole two blocks with a butcher knife. Crazy. You ain't had no, no crazy moments when you first went through it. No, no, I just was. No, she don't want to tell us about her. No, for real, for <laughs> real. I be watching TV and I would just, just bust out crying. Don't get it. I ain't know about. I ain't know. I didn't know why. I just would start crying. There could be something funny on on a program <laughs> that I'm watching, and I would start crying. So we're going to have crew members talk about what their idea is of cannabis culture, as well as some guests. But first, let's take a listen to one of our, he's not even a novice, but let's just take a listen to how some of our canna-friendly people view the canna culture. Like, in light of that, and in light of what you see around you, like, what do you think the ideal cannabis culture would be like what would it consist of the ideal cannabis culture yeah like cannabis, the cannabis utopia shut up <laughs> nirvana the, yeah the ideal cannabis culture <laughs> Really? Yeah, utopia, yeah. So, like, utopia I, and I, how? Like, explain. I, I, I had an idea, like, I don't know, this is just way out there. It's, it's like, I had this vision, like, people walking, like, down the street, everybody sharing, caring, and, like, just have, like, marijuana and cannabis, and it's, like, a blend of people, nobody's hating anybody, nobody's no drama against anybody else. And, and it's just like everybody gets along and it's like a <clears throat> multiracial neighborhoods and kids outside playing with the other kids and and just like everybody gets along and, and block parties every day and every day so nobody's gonna work, right? Oh that, that would be nice to have to work with. There's kids out front playing playing um I guess after school, come home, they're playing, and, and there's no drive-by shootings, no murders, no stick-ups, no robberies. You don't have to worry about any of that. And come home, and, and they don't don't have some the neighbor, oh, you don't have none right now? Okay, you got some of mine, and there's like <laughs> cameras everywhere. And everybody's just like in chill mode. You just described every cannabis festival I've ever attended. 
no dead ass um not like the cannabis festival i want to say three or four years ago was up in east bumblefuck somewhere so um you know we headed up there and um you know the person that was vending beside you know the the friend of mine you know who was also vending um their car was parked kind of like it was a park area but anyway so the guy ran smack dab into the back of her car and she's oh it's just a fender we can square up for a hundred dollars and the guy was like are you sure she was like yeah it shouldn't cost that much you know be where I live at and smash somebody. <laughs> Every last smash you take, literally. Well, you gonna come out them pockets? <laughs> then we going to the ATM. <laughs> Shut up. But I mean, the first word that comes to mind is it is like joyful, happy, chill. So I'm reading some of the, the comments that are coming in. And one was from, we'll just say Dan. Um, and he says, cannabis is a plant that was put, that, that put his crone disease into remission. Listen to that carefully. He said, cannabis is medicine. It put his crone's disease into remission. He reports that he was impressed with the Israeli research on cannabis that had been going on since 1964, partially funded by the United States government. And the patent number on cannabis, um, which is 663057, um, which the United States government has held since October 2003. Um, and he said that it also assisted him, um, with both of his knee replacement surgeries because he took way less opi opiates. Um, he reports that he discovered the cannabis, uh, Crohn's disease connection, uh, accidentally. It took him 20 years before he read it online on an Israeli website that 55% of Crohn's disease patients had their Crohn's disease put into remission by using cannabis. So Dan, we want to thank you for your comment. And he concludes with that is what cannabis means to him. And that is why he is a part of the culture, a significant part of the culture. See, when we raise hell, we raise hell. And we are so appreciative that 
there is a medicine out there that's natural that we don't, you know, that's not an op- opioid. <laughs> and it's important, you know, because, you know, come on, we have a whole city just like, it's like the But anyway, so thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone else who's sending comments. So this week, two strains that I tried was I tried the vape by, um, it was mango. Um, I tried the mango vape. And, oh my gosh, I did it like right, like this is a good strain when you're really stressed out. Not as effective as a shot of dopamine, but <laughs> um, the mango was, it was good. It gave me like, it just kind of like chilled me out you know um I have been experiencing symptoms with (sighs) menopause and with just the the whole you know invisible thing and the one thing that the mango strain strain will do is calm down the anxiety um, it's good. Like if my head is pounding, you know, it'll calm the anxiety, it'll calm the pain and, um, it takes away the, the, the lack of appetite because sometimes you can get overwhelmed, you get anxious and you get sad, you, you forget to eat, you know. Um, this is one strain <laughs> that you will not uh forget to eat with this. I had a very healthy appetite. So, um I definitely liked the mango. The back pocket strain of the week was the biscotti. And the biscotti was twenty two percent THC level. I take that right before bed. Um, and some, like, I'll leave one, like, rolled up in case of emergency because sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and me, I'll start working or studying. No, I have to have better habits. So I will, you know, take a puff or two and, you know, it'll knock me back out. So, the biscotti and the mango. The mango was part of my package that was sent to me. And thanks, Yara. I love it. I love the mango. That is one that I am definitely going to keep in my little med kit. <laughs> uh, I tried the indica and the sativa gummies. Now, with the gummies, it was a little bit different. Now, the gummies, I love the sativa. 
Um, and I will post photos of the products that were sent to me. Um, there is already one posted, but um, for the sake of this podcast, I will post another. But if you have like chronic pain, um, I want to say bad sleep um, quality, bad sleep quality, um, stress, depression, the biscotti. Or the mango. Mango will definitely chill you out. And that are, those are the strains I tried this week. What are the, where, where is my crew? I, I know y'all better take that puff. <laughs> yeah, Shiva, what you puffing on? Shiva. Yeah. What are you puffing on? Oh, I'm puffing on some some concentrate. Some who? This one This is a green crack. Green crack cures everything. Green crack cures everything. It's a good it's a good uplift. Okay. No, that's a cure for everything. Bot, look, borderline mood swings, like green crack is that thing. At first, though, like I, I, I was kind of like, I don't really want to like um, try it because the name just kind of spooked me. I like, I looked it up and it was saying that um, Snoop named it green crack, but it was actually called green Kush or something like that. Yeah. So, like, I never, like, I've tried it in flour. Like, have you tried flour and, con- like, and concentrate? Yeah, so I tried flour a long time ago um, by G Leaf. Um, I mean, my, I get all my concentrates at the dispensary. And, and you <laughs> well, yeah, it's just because, you know, it's cleanly processed and it's lab <laughs> And I don't have my own rosin press. Uh, I get it from there, but um, but yeah, their flower. Oh, it it was a little subpar. Like it really, it it didn't hit the way I hoped it would. But right. the, the concentrate's pretty nice. Like, yeah, dispensaries um... like the Green Kush. Um, I've had Green Kush from another um a. Another um, um, grower, and they were from the dispensary, and they were pretty good. So, I mean, the quality it depends on, you know, the, the THC, the you know, the terpenes that are in it, you know, right, stuff like that. But I mean, it's a good train overall. It's just gotta be careful. One day I'm gonna try it. Like I dabbed before. Oh my god, I dabbed. I swear I was going to heaven. I swore that my time on earth had ended. Like, but wait, I think we. So overall, it was a really good year for us. And we made some 
really close connections. Um, we <clears throat> we have, you know, made a few events. Um, three seasons, over 30 episodes. We're in 13 different countries. Um, and we also have to give a shout out to, um, if I haven't done so already, our mastermind groups. Um, we're not at liberty to name them. They know who they are. They are our advisors. They help us, you know, bounce thoughts off our head, you know, about what we're going to do. And we also take into consideration, you know, the feedback that we get from you guys. So keep it coming. And we hope to bring you guys more topics, you know, different strains, you know, different guests, and more education on the flower because, you know, as far as we've come, it's still not far enough. And for all that, that's why we have Nip at Night. So here's to a really great year. And we thank you all for your love, your support. Um, all of the cabinet members who sacrificed their time to come out and, you know, set aside, you know, time to go into you guys' living room with me, you know? You know, thank you guys. Because I could not do this without you. And here's to another year coming. Enjoy your evening. <laughs>